Okay, welcome everybody. Um, we uh, have been looking um, for this whole year at God's big story and really thinking about how our stories are linking in or uh, following his story. And uh, what we thought would be really, really brilliant was we're doing the whole of this series, uh, this term on his, his story makers. And so what we thought was we're going to go round and we're going to do some videoing of lots of the stories that we have uh, been hearing uh, over these last 40 years as a church. It's more than that, isn't it? About 45 years as a church. And so the first thing we're going to do is just have a look at this video, which is all about um, the, some of the history of the church. We used to go down to Little Hampton Baptist Church. And after a time, they said, well, why don't you start something in North Rustington? You need an evangelical church in North Rustington. So we said, well, that's great. But what we'd like to do is we'd like to do it slightly differently because we'd like to do it on our family basis. And so we'd really like to live in community. So we thought, well, why don't we try and find a big house that we can live in? But that didn't work out. So, but what we felt was, well, let's all live in the roads nearby and then we'll meet in the local hall. So we started with about 25, 30 people. Well, then it grew to about 50 or 60 people. Do you remember when Kevin Prosh came as well? Yes. Because um, I remember being in here and that was one of my first real experiences of like meeting God in worship. And in free worship. free worship. It, yes. was, it was absolutely amazing. You know, we packed out that little hall and we thought, well, what next? We started like a really small event called yeah. Cutting Edge. Well, I remember uh, you, you and Stu inviting me to be a part of that and help Lee worship a little bit. Very first one was in Angmering. I don't know how many people do you reckon? Seventy or eighty people? I think so. We thought we thought well, we yeah. made it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, it was massive. <laughs> it was massive. Um, we turned the lights down. All I remember was just we just went for it. We just like worshipped so passionately. It was very simple. We didn't really have any technology or screens or. I mean, it was pretty dodgy, wasn't it? Yeah. We did it for every month for five years, didn't we? Mm. Every month it would grow and grow and grow and God would be doing more and more stuff and lives were being changed and I think we realised we were part of something really special, weren't we? So Aaron Church meets here in the academy. Um, and you've been part of that journey uh, about you know, meeting here as a church. Just tell us a little bit about that. Well, when I was in London, came down to do various things, including cutting edge in the old in the old sports hall. Then, then sitting as a governor, recognising that the church was desperate to be involved somehow, but there was a few barriers there, and we were slowly, as governors, come on, trust them, they're okay, and other churches getting involved as well. And then suddenly the new build, a, a new ethos, a Christian ethos behind the school, saying, yeah, what can we do together for the better of this community? So money was directed to make sure the sports hall could be used as a, as a worship place, a place of, of celebration, of concert, of, of, of um, events, time together, as well as Sunday morning. And, and that partnership uh, became a relationship that's still here today with you as a, as a governor. We have lots of community youth work going on. On how is that different to other communities? 
community youth work that's going on in this county. The open access things, things that young people can go along to without any pressure, without having a particular need, but they can go and enjoy and be part of something. Um, and that's exactly what we do as a church really, really well. We provide excellent opportunities for young people to bring their friends, whether it is a youth worship night or a, a, an event for uh, young people to learn about Jesus, or actually a, a, just a general concert or a, a place to come and be, be safe and play pool with their friends. So as a church, we obviously we are in partners with Links. I love taking teams out places because it, it, it sounds like a cliche but it genuinely is life changing when people go out and they see things and they are inspired by the communities that we connect with more often than not they'll come back and they'll say I've received way more than I could ever give and so when we come together there's this beautiful cross pollination that happens where, where I have strengths that they don't have they have strengths that I don't have and together we, we're able to make a difference so Tim, here we are at this beautiful place, Wiston House. Uh, this sometimes is absolutely full of people at Big Church Day Out. Um, at the minute, like, there's nobody here, just us, but uh, tell us the story about Big Church Day Out. How did that happen? Well, I was introduced to the family who own the house here and uh, we kind of talked about a vision of seeing people come together and we just invited people. It was really exciting the first year because, you know, when you start off with something, you never know how many people are going to come. And um, the only thing that had ever been in these fields that we're singing right now were these sheep that are here for, for a few hundred years where the family had looked after it. And uh, so never seen people gather like that. So it was an amazing thing as we kind of put the word out there and we kind of talked about a vision of what would it look like if maybe just one weekend of the year in the area that we live in, we just kind of lay down our stuff and we all just come together in a space, gather and worship together. And amazing enough, people turned up and it was incredible. And uh, we had a really hot day, people got stuck in the traffic, some people will rem remember that and we ran out of food and water, but God smiled and it, and it was a brilliant time. So why do you think it's important uh, that we do take the walls down of church and come outside? Because people need to hear it. They need to hear the music, they need to hear the message of salvation. They need to hear about the gospel. You may not know God, but join in anyway. Just a fantastic way of saying, look, you're, you're part of this. You're part of it. You live in this town. We're singing over Littlehampton today. You're here. You live here. Come and join with us. You know, the barriers have come down for those of faith wanting to come in and be good news in this community. And that's, that's so wonderful because that's answered prayer for years ago. And I know some of the older generation prayed for this school and this community for years. And they are now rightly sitting back and going, wow, look at the prayer we prayed. Look at the miracle we're sitting in. So our vision as a church, as you know, is to see lives transformed through Jesus. Um, and our mission is to go and see people belong, believe and become. So we'll do that however we can. And we'll work with whichever partner agencies we can. So West Sussex County Council out of this building to provide children's services. And um, the town council provide youth services. So it gives us an opportunity to talk about Jesus in, in a, a totally non-church context. But more than that, it gives us an opportunity to make a difference to people's lives, whether they come to faith or not. We're 
really passionate about seeing the church awakened, not only to be able to do something about those issues by giving a check or by, um, by supporting projects, but actually we want to be able to say, you can roll your sleeves up, you can get your hands dirty, you can actually come out and you can be a part of forming this and be a part of transforming the world. So those are just some of the stories of the last 47 years. And I have to say, those are only part of the stories of those stories. And think about how many more stories there are over these uh, 47 years that have absolutely changed people's lives and transformed this community. So many stories. So we want to say thank you, God, for what you've done. Well, thank you, God, for what you've done in our history. Isn't it's amazing what God has done for, with, with just a small group of people like us. Look what he's done. Amazing. But of course, we don't want to live in history and we don't want to live off those old stories. We're so grateful for them, but we're not living in that place. We want to look forward. We want to say, God, what stories do you have as we move forward? What transformative things do you want to do, God, as we move forward? We're not going to just live on like, oh, we're, yeah, we were the delirious church. We're not going to live in that place. We're going to live in the future, knowing that God has so many more stories, so many more things that he wants to do as we walk into the future. And so there are two things that I see um, uh, that run through as DNA and threads in our community. Just through listening to that, um, one of them is worship. Worship is always going to be centrally to, central to who we are. It's going to be what we, we, we live to worship God. We're going to worship Him in our singing and in our lives, in the lifestyle that we choose, in everything that we do. We want to worship God. And so worship is absolutely running through our veins as a church and always will do. And uh, the second thing is that we are a community on a mission. We are a missional community. That is in essence who we are. It's, uh, we're a community, we're a family, we don't see it as a business, we don't see it as uh, like that. We see we're a family, we're a community together. And we are not just community, we want to give to our community. We want to be missional in every sense of the word, to overseas, to our local community, to our neighbourhoods. In every way, we want to be giving out. Those are the two threads. They run through what we do. They have for 47 years and they will continue to run through absolutely everything we do. Do you know what I found really beautiful when I was uh, listening to that? And that was that all of those stories are about the walls coming off of church. All of those stories. Everyone, okay, you, you know, like cutting edge was a story about taking the walls down from church. Delirious took the walls down from church. Um, if we think about Big Church Day Out, it's about taking the walls down from church. If we think about Aaron Youth Projects, it's about taking the walls down from church. Cap, it's taking the walls down from church. Everything that we do 
At Wickbourne, what do, you, what do you think that's about? It's about taking the walls down from church. It's about spilling into our area. It's about everything that we are, just giving that into our locality, into the, into the world, wherever. We're gonna sp- that's going to spill out. And so uh, taking the walls down from church has been absolutely key in everything that we do. Um, I was really, I was listening to, I saw something on Facebook this week and it was this. Uh, If you have a cup of coffee in your hand and you're walking along and somebody bumps into you, what comes out of your coffee cup? Well, it's coffee. (laughs) It's a very simple thing, right? Coffee does. But what what if you're full of, if if your cup's full of tea, what comes out of it? tea what if your cup's full of coke what comes out of it coke right whatever we are full of that's what comes out of us whatever we are full of is what spills out of us that is that is in essence what happens I have to tell you I went to a wedding last yesterday and I was doing it in Cornwall so I had to take all my cl- all my wedding clothes and things like that so off I go to Cornwall um, and I get up in the morning now I was wearing a dress right that means that you need those tummy tucker knickers right I need them all the time really but anyway this dress particularly needed them so anyway I thought I bought my tummy tucker knickers and um Uh, So anyway, I got them out and realised that they were not mine, but they were one of my daughters. And these tummy tucker knickers were size 8, and I am size 14, right? So (laughs) I had to put them on. I mean, mean, what was I going to do? I was taking the wedding, so I nearly killed myself putting on some size 8 tummy tucker knickers. Right, well, this is okay when you're standing up, all right, because they kind of come up to here. But as the time went on, <laughs> as the day went on, they sort of roll down, right? And so it looks as though you have like a rubber ring <laughs> around your waist. Uh, so it's, you know, so I had to. I just put my serviette over me, and I think I managed it. But what I'm saying there is that whatever you are full of, you can't keep it in. All right, it's gonna come out, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can try the best you can with your size eight knickers, but it is not going to help in the long run. Whatever we are full of comes out of us. And especially when we're knocked. Especially when somebody knocks into us. Especially when we're knocked in life. What is in us comes out. I have got this most... I've, I've talked to you before about this guy called Tom Mills. Tom Mills, is, uh, he works for Tim and he's 39 years old. He's got two little girls. He goes to a church in Bognor. And about five or six weeks ago, he was diagnosed with liver cancer, advanced liver cancer. And Tom Mills, when he got knocked, I'll tell you what came out of him. It was faith. 
It was a joy. There was kindness in him. There was kindness in him as I, I went and spoke to him and, and we prayed together and spoke together and there was such kindness in him. There was a peace in him. There was, I mean, Tom Mills is one of the most amazing people that I've ever met. In this place, in his life, at 39 years old, being told that he has advanced liver cancer, he was knocked. What came out of him was absolutely beautiful. And so what, what we are full of is what comes out of us. What we are full of as a church is what will come out of us. It's no good me in some ways saying, this is what we're going to do. This is Vision Sunday. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. What will, what, what's our vision? It's what, what is here will come out of us. It will come out of us in our families. It will come out of us in our community. Whatever we are full of in here is what's going to happen. It's what... It's what's going to flow out into our community. I like to think that I've got a jug here and that, uh, that story that Ryan told was about jugs and about, fear. I don't want to be a container that just gets full up. I want to be like a jug that gets full up and pours out that gets full up and pours out, keeps pour, just like that lady uh, who got so full of, uh, her pots were so full of oil and they just kept flowing out. And so that we become full of God and that flows out of us. I'm just gonna read uh, right at the end of, and then we're gonna make a response, but I'm just gonna read uh, what, I th- what, what is our vision then? What's our vision as a church? What are we going for? Um, I think so much of it is said in Isaiah 58. It says, what I am interested in seeing you do, this is, uh, Isaiah writes this, is sharing your food with the hungry and inviting the homeless poor into your homes and putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad and being available to your families. Do this and the lights will turn on and your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way and the God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am, a full life in the emptiest of places. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit Quit gossiping about other people's sins. If you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. That's what God's promise to us is as a church. I will always show you where to go. And I will give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. And you'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate and make the community livable again. And so that's our, that's, that's our vision. That's our vision. That's, that's it. That's what we're going for. Um, if I could think about one thing that I would love to see happen this year, uh, for me, um, uh, for us as a church, do you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see us become more hungry for God. 
Simply that. More, more hungry. Hungry for worshipping Him. Hungry for serving Him. Hungry for living our lives out in our workplaces and family and community. 100% for Him. That's what, that's, that's the vision. That's it today. The vision is that we get hungry and more hungry as time goes on. I am so grateful to God um, when I think about when I was a little girl and I became a Christian at the age of five. And I thought becoming a Christian was feeling full of joy. That's what I thought. That's what I believed at that moment in time. I love it that I thought that. I love it that I didn't think it was all about other stuff. I love it that I thought it was that. And that God has, uh, I, I feel that um, when I look at myself as 20 up there, there was fire in my bones then and there is fire in my bones now. And it and it doesn't decrease and it doesn't get less. And with age, I've got stronger and stronger that fire in me and it captivates me. God absolutely captivates me. And I am so aware of my stuff and I'm so aware of my inadequacy and I am so aware of where I failed. But I'll tell you what, God has stayed with me through the whole of my lifetime. And do you know what? There isn't a day I don't do something that I don't fear and I don't think, oh, I don't want to do that, God. But he says, go on, Becca, run for it. So I would just encourage us, that fire, that hunger in you, may that increase every day of your life. May you increasingly become hungrier for God and hungrier for what He has called you to do. And that's not easy. I know that's not easy. But may we be a people who are completely and utterly on fire for Him. So we're going we're gonna to respond because, uh, well, actually we're going to, uh, we, uh, that's, that's how I want to make history, all right? We are all history makers in this place. Every one of you is making history. You may think it, you're insignificant. You're not. You're not insignificant. You are making history in your families. You are making history in your communities. You are making history in your workplaces. Don't you see that when you speak and when you live God out, it changes things? It changes everything. Every prayer you pray changes things. You are history makers. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of who you are. And I'm proud of where you're going. You know, um, for me, this isn't a job I mean, it is a job. It is my life. I am committed to seeing God come and fill this place with life. And we're going to hear a bit about how you are going to make history. We're going to make history by being great listeners. We're going to make history by including everyone. By trusting God. By creating a giggle wherever we go. By loving everybody. By making new friends by giving people the confidence to be proud of their faith. By being kind. By standing for justice. By celebrating people and not hating people. By breaking poverty in this community. By being kind. By raising money for the people in need. By being good friends. By changing the way people view faith. By eradicating racism. By being creative. We're going to make history by being united.